0: Hey church family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you today. And I'm really excited about this podcast episode. So today, we're gonna to hear an awesome testimony about what God has done in the lives of one of our people. And so, uh, Janie, I just wanna introduce you to the church really quick. Church family, this is Janie. Janie has been worshiping with us for several weeks now. She, uh, she's been a blessing to me and to several others in our inner our church family. But God has done a tremendous work in her life. And she is boasting in the hope of the cross of Christ. Um, she's actually going to be baptized on Sunday. And, uh, Jane, I got to tell you, I'm really, I'm excited already about thinking about your baptism. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, it's my joy to get to introduce you to the church.
1: Thank you so much, Pastor Ben. Uh, I'm really excited and looking forward to Sunday um, with this new journey that I that I'm following with Christ. Uh,
0: yeah, you know, Janie, that's, it's, to, me, to me, the day of a person's baptism, like that day when they get to declare the glory of what Jesus has done, I think it's powerful evangelistically. I just also think, hey, God deserves credit, and so I'm excited to give him the credit. Now, you are willing to go the extra mile, and I appreciate that. You are willing to come and sit down so that we can share your testimony, and hopefully other sisters and brothers can cling to the hope that Jesus Christ has worked in your life. So if if you will, Janie, I'll just get you to share your story and maybe at the end of it, uh, we'll see how God can use this testimony to build up the church and to give hope to some others. So Janie, do you mind just sharing with us the story of what God has done in your life?
1: Absolutely. Um, I was raised in a Catholic family, so you did as all Catholic family members had done. I was baptized as an infant and later attended CCD classes on Saturday being taught by nuns. I made my first communion, and much later as a teenager, I made my confirmation, which was your final step to do so in a Catholic church. And that step was your confession to the church that I was stating that I wanted to be Catholic. But I seriously don't believe at that time I was proclaiming anything. It was more or less my mom was wanting me to do this, and so I did it because, like I said, it was tradition. We went to church every Sunday. We went to confession every Saturday. And, you know, confession was kind of scary. You'd go in this tiny room... And then the little door would open, and the priest would be sitting on the other side, and uh you would confess your sins, yeah. you know and um so I did that on saturdays and i and I kept doing that um and at the end, it was pretty much you know, say ten our fathers and five Hail Marys, yeah, and then that was it until the following week um and I finally stopped going um I finally stopped going to church. Or any church, and um, because nothing in my life I felt had changed at that point.
0: How old were you uh, was, when you stopped when you stopped going to church? Okay. I was
1: probably about seventeen. Okay, actually, around seventeen years old, um, and I had started at that time, um, beginning with drugs and alcohol. Those were playing a major part in my life at that time. Um, There were some things that happened to me as a small child that were completely of no fault of mine, as well as the death of my brother. And those things caused me to resent the small belief in whatever image I had of a God at that time. And I even hated him, and I blamed him, I doubted him, and most times I didn't even believe that there was a God. Um, My whole life I've always tried to fit in or be a part of something, and it's always been that way for me and I can better explain it as being like a square peg trying to force myself into a rounded hole. I've put trust in whatever faith in things, drugs, people, and even places to find temporary fixes on what could fix me, only to be chasing in life the next hope of a fix. I've been let down time after time after time. I've also caused a lot of wreckage in my life, both inside my family and outside of it. I've broken a lot of bridges as well. I've carried guilt and pain and fear Abandonment issues, codependency, insecurity, rejection, depression, remorse, and resentments, envy, and jealous, and that false pride. In my entire life around with me. I was also married for 24 years in a very abusive relationship, and I put him as the center, as my god. And we divorced about 10 years ago. Um, and after my divorce, my life continued on a path of self-destruction. I've been to jail three times, and. I simply couldn't fix me anymore nothing of anything i've tried can or has before uh, before this final step with my life i was so lost and didn't have a clue and i became hopeless and helpless and lifeless and the very first time i went to jail there was a seed that was planted by this woman Miss kim trainer and she gave her testimony while i was in there you know and at that time they were given bible study and church studies you know um And these women would go, and, you know, a part of me was curious, you know. I felt like, you know, God didn't love me, and he shouldn't love me, because I had done so many things in my life that were bad, and, you know, so I I just didn't think that he cared enough about me. And um, this very good friend of mine is still a very good friend of mine to this day. So, like I said, that night a seed was planted, but as every seed, it takes both time to grow, and it has to be taken care of. And I did for a while until I got out of jail. Um, I started living my life again the way I chose to live. And um, I was placed on probation. You know, and I I made all these empty prayers to God and confessed to my family and friends that I'd do better. And for a while, I kind of did. But it only led in time towards the bottom of the bottoms for me. And the seed that was actually planted didn't, didn't grow anymore. I felt as though I had died. I was mean and angry and exhausted and so very lost. I kept making attempts to find whatever I could to relieve what I was feeling. I blamed all my failures on people. I believed if everyone would leave me alone, I'd I'd be fine. And nothing I ever did was my fault. How insane was that? Well, eventually people did start finally beginning to leave me alone. And I was miserable and ugly inside and out. And I placed myself on this poor pitiful pedestal. I got so beat down and ran from everything or ran to something. And I know in my heart that the God of whom I believe him to be led me to Lighthouse. I became homeless and I lived my life trying to be a part of something I wasn't. I pretended to be a person I wasn't only to be liked by others and I failed miserably. I knew when I got released from jail last September that I needed help. And right before coming to Lighthouse, the statement is very important to me. My son told me to go and take care of me. And at that very moment, I didn't really understand his message, and I thought it only meant for me to get off the drugs and alcohol and clean myself up and get a job, and I'd be fixed. His message to me has meant so much more. Um, There were several places that I actually tried to get into before Lighthouse, but I believe that God led me to Lighthouse. I came to Lighthouse on a little bit of faith. I left my mom and my two kids, my grandson and daughter-in-law, and I came to Lighthouse with hope. And here Miss Kim Miss Kim Thorn- Thornson asked me if I knew who God was or believed in God. And I said yes, but the truth is I didn't know God. I never read my Bible, only a few pages in Genesis. And the only things I thought to be true were the ones I grew up with, and even those wasn't. Coming through those doors at Lighthouse has been the first right choice of my life. And the second right choice was when I finally... Full-heartedly surrendered to God and truly began to put my faith, my trust, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when I accepted this, that he died for me, Janie, so my sins would be forgiven. And certainly not that I did something to deserve it, because I don't. I finally fit. I finally belong. Jesus died on that cross for me, so I had eternal life in heaven. He loved me that much. Never in my life have I felt this much love. I know it was God who led me here to Lighthouse, and because of him, I am now part of his family. I've never before, except for Miss Ken Trainer, met three of the most wonderful people, through God, Mr. Ken and Miss Kim, as well as Miss Christina, who has shown me so many things, first being God and the second love. They've accepted me and loved me for who I am, with all my ragged edges, just how God has. I've learned how to love, how to pray, how to be a good friend. They've shown me kindness, and all because they love the Lord. I've learned to be grateful, not so much as the ought of obligation as it is the ought of opportunity, because each new day is to be filled with gratitude. I'm learning my Bible and about all the stories within, and I've never read the Bible before. On September 19, 2019, I got saved. I invited God in me, and in just five months at that point in my life, it had changed dramatically. And I know without any doubts, without any questions left unanswered, That there certainly is a God, and my God is so awesome. I was made in the image of God, by God, and for God. I have a body that works and eyes to see, ears to hear, and feet to walk or run, and many people don't. Yet that's what I have each day, and I'm part of the church and I belong. I can be love and show love because God is love. I've been created to make contributions. I have a calling, and I have the guidance and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. One of the most important things I as a Christian must do is to remember not only that I was saved by grace, but I am loved this day by grace. By grace I have been made alive, and by grace I am forgiven. He erased it all for me. I believe today that I was, it wasn't just a baby that laid in that manger, that it was grace, that it was grace that healed the sick and cured the blind, and grace that raised the dead. It was grace that lived among the tax collectors and the prostitutes. It was grace who was called a friend of sinners and it was grace that rolled that stone away and it's grace that now sits at the right hand of the father and it's grace that will one day come back for me. He alone is the only one I trust and believe in. He is the only one that can help me. God is always ahead of me always paving way. God is always at work. He'll never forget me or leave me and he's always leading. I am his child and part of his family, and I finally belong. I'm rooted in his words and in his promises, and that seed from very long ago finally started growing, not because of me, but because of God. And I also would like to add that I'll know I'll face problems in life, and sometimes, and somehow, I do to a certain extent with things about my daughter that she's facing. But to face problems in life is part of growth. And I know I'm not alone anymore, and I know who sees and who cares. And even though in those times of trouble when I don't feel him, I'm never out of his sight or his care. You know, and one of the first remarkable things, you know, he, he's done so many things for me, but I'm, I just celebrated a little over a year sobriety. You know, and he's he's restoring to me, you know, through time with my relationship with my family and, you know, just a a lot of remarkable things that, I wouldn't have thought possible years ago.
0: So you told me earlier that for 40 years, you walked in addictions and hardships that come along with those. But for a year, you've walked in the light of Jesus Christ.
1: Yes, I have.
0: And what's been the difference, Janie? What's this last year been like for you?
1: It's just been amazing just knowing that he's carried me through, you know, putting my trust in in him and he shows me every day, you know, with the people that I come in contact with, having a home, you know, a safe home, having a place to go to work. You know, I haven't had a car in eight years. I'm blessed with a car now. You know, just little simple things, you know, and and it it's just remarkable the things that he's done for me, you know, that I, I would have never thought possible. Yeah. You know?
0: Well Janie there's a warmth about you and a brightness to your eyes, you know, and I mean I honestly got a little emotional listening to you read. You know, there was a um and it just means a lot to me to imagine what all God has done. Your portrayal of Jesus as God's grace to us. Just a beautiful reminder. Janie, you've been a blessing to me. Let me let me ask you to wrap up this way. So I'm, I'm ready to celebrate your baptism on Sunday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, you know, I'd love to take the hope that you have and just allow some other people to live in it for a few minutes. Uh, Janie, what would you say to our friends and to family members who are where you were three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, who are still walking in the darkness and are far from God, um, what encouragement would you offer them? What what could you say that would give some hope today?
1: To never give up, never stop believing. You know, we, we have to, you know, God has done so many things for me. And until I really, truly believed in His death, burial, and resurrection and accepted Him, you know, nothing changed in my life. You know, I've read my Bible. I read my Bible. I do my meditation, you know. And, and all those things are important with me so that I can develop and keep developing that relationship with God, you know. And He's the one that keeps me centered, you know, on a daily basis, sometimes minute at minute. Well,
0: know. it's amazing to me to see the what I believe is the Christian maturity that you already show in a year of walking with Jesus. And I can't imagine, you know, what God's going to do through your life Year by year, as you continue to grow, Janie, thanks a lot for sharing your story with us, um, church family. I would encourage you—you you know there are people in your life who would benefit from hearing Janie's story today. And so, would you just share this podcast with sisters or brothers, with friends who need to borrow the hope that the Lord has given Janie today? Janie, thanks a ton for Thank being you with Thank you so us. much. I
1: appreciate it.